Hi, everyone. I am here with Iman Ismail. She's an email conversion strategist and copywriter, and she has a very awesome story that I want to share with everybody. So thanks for being on, Iman. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So I, I found about you because of a LinkedIn post where you had shared about working with copy hackers, and then I followed that to your site and kind of read a little bit of your story and I just wanted to share it with everybody. So let's just start there. How did you become what you are now? Okay, it's, it's a long story, but um, it starts off with, um, I feel like the middle of the story is me working for a charity. I was running the, comms, the communications department for that charity. And so my job there was kind of to do a um, whole bunch of copywriting. I was writing websites, emails, um, social media, I was managing their social media as well. Um, I was managing their campaigns, doing loads of stuff, um, managing the video content and you know, creating videos and working with their teams across the world to, to create these, um, these marketing videos. And I was probably doing the job of about three people in one role. And um, I knew the thing I enjoyed most was the copywriting. I loved that most. And anything that kind of took me away from that felt like a bit of a drag. But it got to the point where, um, because I was commuting, this job was um, in Yorkshire, which is about an hour away from where I am, but in, in bad traffic, it's about an hour and a half. It meant that, um, that's each way, by the way, <laughs> that is each way. So it meant that I had to leave my house really early in the morning, um, take my son to nursery. He was two um, back then. So I'd take him to nursery and I wouldn't get home till about eight o'clock in the evening. So I was doing 12 hour days. I had to hire a childminder to pick my son up from nursery. Um, and I'd get in every night and my son would be asleep on the couch because he would refuse to, at two years old, he's very strong willed, he would refuse <laughs> to go to sleep without me. He wouldn't go to bed. So he'd sit up on the sofa just kind of waiting for me and then um, eventually fall asleep because he couldn't stay awake. And I'd come in every night to him asleep and just be devastated every time. And just think, it got to the point where I was just so unhappy. I was so unhappy. And I think I was at work complaining about something one day. And my colleague had said something like, well, she made a really sarcastic comment about me um, complaining all the time. And she's a friend. She's a good friend as well, by the way. Um, but it made me really reflect on my attitude and actually think, well, wow, when did I become this person who just complained all the time? Because even I was getting sick <laughs> of me and my unhappiness and my complaints. And I just thought, I don't, I can't do this anymore. I was so unhappy and I needed to see my son more and I needed to be more involved in, you know, um, just, just even picking him up from nursery every day. Like it meant so much. And yeah, I, I decided that I was going to speak to my, my boss at that time. He was my, um, my CEO. I asked him if, I could work from home more because my job was the kind of job that I could do from home. Uh, but he said no, because that wasn't how he kind of saw his company running. And um, I also asked for um, a pay rise while I was there too. <laughs> and he said, yes, actually he said yes to the pay rise, but it wasn't as much as I wanted. And um, it wasn't even about one at that point. It was like, look, I work evenings and weekends and, you know, I get, I work from 8am to 8pm, you know, every day and something has got to change. Um, but nothing could change very much for him. So, I resigned um, I decided to just hand in my notice so I had a month's notice to work I had no savings no backup plan no backup job um, just this desire to 
this really burning desire to just be in charge of my own life and be in charge of my own time and my own calendar and to be able to be the parent that I wanted to be um, the way I wanted to be and um, and that was that was that so I worked this month's notice I put out a couple of LinkedIn posts on LinkedIn and said look I'm leaving my job at the end of this month I'm going into freelance copywriting if anyone needs a copywriter do get in touch and um, I I finished that last shift for my job. My, an hour later after finishing that shift, the CEO actually dropped me a message and asked if he could hire me as a freelancer. So that was my first client <laughs> sorted. And um, that was a Friday. By the Monday, I had another client that I was working with. And a couple of days later, I had a few inquiries come through from that LinkedIn post. And that was, that was September 2008. 18 so we're going on two years now and yeah the rest feels a bit like history that's amazing i i love that it's like you're looking at your life and it's not what you want it to be and there's no there's no escaping it right it's like it's every single day and i can i can resonate with how that feels to be like this is not what i want and then but then then you actually take the leap. So what did that feel like to actually do it, to actually make that decision of like, I'm going to do something about this? I was terrified. I was terrified. Um, oh, I was so scared. But interestingly, I was, I was offered a couple of full-time jobs immediately after leaving. Um, but I'd, by that point, I'd already been running my business for a couple of weeks. And I remember thinking, this might not work. Maybe I should just take the full-time job and, you know, go for the stable salary and, and just, and just do that because I have a two-year-old to look after. Like, this is crazy. Um, but then I, I remember thinking, I've not even given myself a chance. I don't want to pull out of the race before it's even started. Just give yourself a chance and see where this business goes. And I'm really lucky because I had I have a really supportive family. Um, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So I've always been kind of used to, to that. And I was really, really lucky because all my family around me were really supportive of it. And they were like, leave. <laughs> all of them said, leave, do it, go. You know, this is what you want to do. You know, you can do it. You've got our support, go for it. And so having just that mental um, and emotional support was a lot as well so I think it's really important to be around those kind of people who believe in you and will lift you up and that kind of thing um, but I remember being terrified and I think I kind of thought well the worst that can happen is that this fails and I need to go out and find another job so yeah that makes a lot of sense I think the other thing that came to mind was I think you mentioned was it is it true that you had always thought about wanting to do your own thing yeah and I tried it multiple times actually this wasn't the first time I tried to set up a copywriting business I tried it two times before and failed miserably <laughs> oh so. so how did that feel with this being like I've tried this before it didn't work how did it feel being like all right I'm gonna do it again it was it was even more scary I think but I I feel like the third time was different because I mean, the difference was I had been working for that, for that charity for um, just over a year and just the experience that I got in that year. I mean, it was, a, it was a very difficult year, you know, logistically, practically, emotionally, but um, I learned so much on that job and I met so many people and I built so many connections and it really gave me the confidence to 
feel like I can do this by myself. Like I know what my strengths are and um, I know I can do this. But I needed that. I needed that job. Um, and I feel like that was all part of the, the journey and the, the, the very necessary journey to get to where I am today. Um, but I, I remember thinking, okay, you've done this a couple of times now and it's never worked. And I, if I'm honest, I think part of that was always not having the confidence that I needed. Whereas this time, this time I had a, a son and this wasn't just about, um, you know, wanting to build a business. It was now about creating a lifestyle for me and him and one that worked for us. So I feel like I was much more motivated. Um, it felt like I had a lot more on the line and that if I could get this right, I could really get it right. Yeah, that that totally resonates. There's, this, I don't know if you've ever read, read anything by Viktor Frankl, um, but he is a psychologist and talks about how like when you have something else as like what you're living for, your motivation and your will power is so much stronger. And it sounds so like maybe that was the case. Yeah, that's so interesting. And you know, the thing is, I've never been, um, I've never been someone who struggles with ambition or, you know, determination or, you know, working hard. I can do all of that. But there's something else you need more than that to run a successful business. And, um, I don't know if I've quite worked out what that is, but having, having a child to, to take care of that third time really, really helped spark whatever it was that I needed. Yeah, no, I, that makes total sense. And I can resonate that with that in, in my own journey as an entrepreneur as well. Let's jump into the next stage, right? So you, you make the leap, you have a couple of clients, then what happens? So at that point, I was charging about 10 to 15 pounds an hour, knowing that this business is going to fail if something doesn't change quickly, dramatically. Um, so I was kind of flailing around a little bit. I didn't know kind of how to manage clients. I didn't know, I had a lot of issues around money as well, even just like sending invoices and talking about rates and um, accepting work that was not gonna paying me very well. And I knew I needed help. So um, actually I was, scrolling, I was scrolling through Instagram one day and I saw that this podcast host that I really love listening to, um, Belinda Weaver was opening up her coaching community for copywriters. And I thought, wow, this is exactly what I need. But I didn't think I'd be able to afford it because I was really making very little money at that point. And so I clicked on the link. I went to her sales page, scrolled all the way down, right to the bottom, like you do to check out the price before reading anything else. And it was really affordable. So I canceled my LinkedIn premium um, account and switched it over and joined that community. And nearly two years later, I'm still in that community. And the change was amazing i mean i booked a coaching call with her um a few days into the community um because you, you kind of get to share her with people as a group but i wanted someone on one time so i booked a coaching call with her i remember at that time a family member saying to me is that how much you paid for a half hour coaching call that is insane but i remember believing at that time and that was a lot of money for me at the time because i didn't have very much i remember really believing at the time that i needed to invest in myself if i wanted to get to where i wanted to be and within two weeks of having that coaching call with her, I made that money back 
10 times over. And within a few months, I had quadrupled my rates. Um, a couple months later, I had my best financial month um, ever at that point. And um, I mean, yeah, I, I sought help. I got help. I found a coach, I found a mentor, I found a group, a community to kind of um, bounce ideas off and you know, get support from and give support to. And that was really the, where things changed for me. Mm. And what are your key takeaways? Like what, what really changed in joining that community and, and talking with her? Wow. Um, well, I've always been a bit of a, a teacher's pet. So <laughs> I like to, I like to kind of be teacher's favorites, you know, work really hard and be the um, grade A student, all that kind of stuff. And so um, for me, I think having someone who was there above me that I could look to for guidance and look to for support um, and go to for advice was really important. And it gave me a kind of path to follow. So I stopped flailing around and not knowing what to do. And I had a very clear path to follow. And that's what I did. So I think you need to know the kind of person that you are and where you how where and how you flourish best. I was having this conversation with a family member recently and they said that I I flourish um, when I am in a community when there's competition uh, because again I like to be at the top of the class. <laughs> so um, if that's where I flourish, then that's where I need to be. I need to be around people who are doing better than me, who are more successful than me, who are making more money than me. That, you know, I look to them and think, oh, I want to be where you are. How did you get there? And let me do what you did so that I can be either on par with you or ahead of you. <laughs> so um, just knowing who I am and, and um, how I work best was, was game changing. Um, but just having that support was... Um, it really changed everything for me. And then uh, since then, the biggest, I think, takeaway for me has been to always invest in yourself. I never have any issues in investing in, in kind of business stuff, in, in my personal development, in my professional development. I happily invest in courses and boot camps and um, most recently a mastermind. And that came about um, pretty, <laughs> pretty interestingly, actually. So I, Copy Hackers was doing a challenge and it was a five day challenge, a five day pitching challenge. And um, if you finish the challenge and you did all the, um, everything that they told you to do, they would put you in a, I guess, a sorting hat and then two people would win a place on their mastermind. So I did the challenge and funnily enough, it was a really difficult week. I remember almost not getting it in on time. I almost didn't submit it, but my friend messaged me and she was like, you can do it. Come on. You need to do this. You need to do it. And, and she was literally like, you know, if, if you are not in it, you can't win it. You need to be in it to win it. So let's do this. And um, I remember, God, it was like 11 o'clock at night. And I was looking at my son thinking, I'm just so tired. She doesn't get it. I'm a mom. I'm so tired. I just want to sleep. And I did it anyway, because everyone needs that friend, you know, gives them that final push. So I submitted and I won a place on Joe Weeb's, uh, Joanna Weeb, that is from Copy Hackers Mini Mastermind, a $3,000 mastermind. I got it for free for a whole year. Um, that was in January, 2020. And gosh, those, I mean, the past uh, mastermind changed my business all over again. <laughs> and um, the past six months have been amazing. And the, I mean, it led up to the post that you saw on LinkedIn with me um, writing an email for copy hackers that went out last week. And um, also my coach that I spoke about right at the beginning is now my client. So it's kind of, kind of gone full circle. And again, the masterminds, the communities, the courses have all um, contributed to that. I would not be where I am if I didn't seek the kind of 
help and support that I needed. And I think, honestly, um, a big part of that is implementation as well. So, I mean, you can join all the courses and you can join all the masterminds, but are you actually implementing anything that you've learned? Are you actually doing it or are you just racking up courses? Um, so that's been, that's been really important too. Just setting, setting time aside for my learning and protecting that time and realizing that that is part of my business building. Yeah, I think as I'm just listening at what I'm hearing you say is learning, community, accountability, which ties right into implementation. And those are kind of like the four pillars. Am I missing anything else that no, feels really important? That. Yeah, no, I love that. I feel like I need to go write that down somewhere because I've never thought of it like that. <laughs> but that's exactly what it is. Yeah, and that that makes total sense. Like you you are learning and then you have the support to actually go out and do it and then that leads right back into more learning and that's an awesome flywheel to be on. Um, so now let's talk about the today. So the original inspiration for this was looking at your life and seeing this is not what I want with my son. This is not what I want my life to look like. It's been, what is that, close to two years now since making yep. the leap? How, how have things changed? Where are you at now? Wow. Well, the first thing is I actually have a profitable business, which is crazy. <laughs> um, I wasn't quite sure that was going to happen, but it did. Um, and I get to manage my own time. I get to manage my own life. I get to um, say yes to the projects that I want to and no to the projects that I don't. And I get to work with my ideal clients, which is amazing on the projects that I want to. And then my, in terms of my personal life, I am able to take my son to nursery every day. And I'm able to pick him up from nursery every day. And I'm able to go on his nursery trips to the farm. And, you know, that kind of stuff, that's so important. And, and I mean, I went on a nursery trip with him to the farm. And I was potentially the only parent, I think, um, on the coach with them anyway. And he remembers that. And that was nearly a year ago. And he remembers and he still talks about it. And, and so I feel validated and feeling like this was so important and I knew it was important and it was important enough to change my entire life for it. And I'm so glad I did. And, um, he starts school very soon. He starts school. And I'm just so lucky because I am in conversation with all the other parents and, you know, their issues are this transition period from when he starts, school, you know, when he finishes nursery and starts school is really difficult on parents that work because suddenly the schedule's out of the window and they're doing kind of a couple of hours in school here and a couple of hours there. It's all kind of like taste the sessions. And it's, it's hard on um, parents who are working, who are in traditional employment, who have to ask someone else for time off. And I am just so grateful that I am not in that position anymore I literally I, I sent an email to my assistant and was like can you um, take our, take these days off my calendar these times and it was like done done that's it and that's it I don't have to worry about it that's amazing that's got to feel so so good it does it really does so then let's talk about the future. What are your plans for what you want to do with the business now that it's at this stage of profitability? Wow. Um, so much. Um, I, I almost feel like I have, I always have too many ideas. So I have to kind of, uh, I have to gain kind of some, some kind of self-control <laughs> and uh, rein in all my ideas. Um, well, 
I am currently working on a complete website makeover. So that's the first thing. I feel like I finally know who I am as a business owner, what I am, um, what I'm good at, um, what you know makes me special because there are millions of copywriters in the world, right? Um, so I'm finally ready to redo my website and just really make my website a big part of my, my business. At the minute, it's kind of just like a placeholder website. It's kind of there so that the website is there. And, and um, a lot of the clients that I get are actually through LinkedIn and Instagram and um, through, through word of mouth referrals and that kind of thing. But I would love my website to, to do that job for me as well. So that's the biggest project I'm working on at the minute. I have currently set up, um, actually I've just set up in the past week, a coaching service for freelance copywriters um, who are new to the game. And because I get a lot of messages and emails from freelance copywriters who are just starting out, who really want some advice on how to take the plunge, uh, because I'm very kind of vocal about having been in you know, a full-time um, job and quitting without a plan. And then <laughs> managing it and it's somehow working out and so um a lot of people want to talk to me about that and I did dedicate a lot of time to you know picking up the phone and, and really talking through this with freelance copywriters um then I kind of realized that in a bid to again protect my time um I needed to turn this into a service so I am currently offering that service to freelance copywriters where it's kind of like coaching where I basically give them access to everything so they ask me a question and i will answer it as much as i can and give them as much information as possible even if that means kind of digging into my business and showing them exactly how i do things so that's um one thing and the next is probably i mean my ever-changing financial goals so always just having that next goal that i want to hit so and then hitting that consistently because i mean it's great to say you know wow i had x month but can you hit it consistently is the question. <laughs> so really kind of finding that stability. And I think the next thing is just really finding my work-life integration rather than um, balance and trying to create a business that doesn't always need me at the center of it so that I can go and do some other things that I love to do. Because I mean, I realized that writing was always my passion I loved it and that's what I used to do as kind of my hobby but now that my hobby is my full-time job I don't have any other hobbies anymore so <laughs> I need to go out and find some hobbies as well and have have a bit more fun I think I love that it's so cool you know you you get to get to that place and achieve some things and then there's still more but it's also a certain contentment with where you're at so that's all really cool and yeah, this, this just feels like we got to follow uh, a story, you know, from the beginning to not the end, like the beginning to a good place. And uh, I think um, in wrapping up, I highly recommend following Iman on LinkedIn, which is what I've been doing. And I get to see like some of this journey as it's unfolding. So definitely look her up. I'll put a link in the show notes. Where else can people go to follow along with your story or check out your services? You can go to www.inkhouse.org.uk or um, you can follow me on um, Instagram or social media at Inkhouse Writing. And like Josh said, I'm on LinkedIn as well. My name, Iman Ismail. So you can find me on all the socials or my website. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me.